What's up, everybody? My name is Zach Schellner. This is Strong Opinion Sports for Monday, August 21st. Man, I'm so excited for today's show. But I want to point out first, the eclipse happened today. There was a solar eclipse. So the moon went in front of the sun. And everyone, it was freaking out today. But I think this thing was really overrated. I just want to point out, my friends were sending me Snapchats. They're from Portland, Oregon. The, the sun went right over there. It was blocked out there. It was completely dark there. Where, where I was in northern Washington, eh, it's not that exciting. It was just like, I mean... Everyone's out here. It's like a big event. And I'm just like, eh, it's, it's not that cool. There is so much to talk about today. I have seven topics I want to discuss. Topic one is what Michael Jordan and Conor McGregor have in common. Then in topic two, we will need to talk about Blake Bortles. And later, I will discuss why Kyrie Irving reminds me of my first car. Let's jump into topic one. I'm so excited. I, everyone has their own opinion on this. And mine is very strong. And I'm going to convince you about Conor McGregor. Michael Jordan is arguably the best basketball player of all time. Many of you think he is the best basketball player of all time. Eh, LeBron's career isn't over. Michael Jordan played with great defense. He had a great jumper. He performed amazing dunks. Michael Jordan had skills that made him an incredible basketball player. But then he started playing baseball. Suddenly, his amazing jumper was irrelevant. And his great defensive technique didn't help him in the batter's box. The skills that once made him a great basketball player were suddenly mostly useless when he played baseball. So when Conor McGregor gets into a boxing ring, not an octagon, a boxing ring for a boxing match against Floyd Mayweather, he's going to be smoked. I can't wait for this fight. It's got amazing marketing. The buildup is fantastic. I'm really excited for this. But Conor McGregor sold out. He gave up every advantage he had to make a ton of money. He can't take anyone to the ground. There's no wrestling, just boxing. I would actually love to see a real fight between Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. I I think Conor McGregor would kick his ass. It would be so much fun. Maybe you need a better example than Michael Jordan. I just watched an interview with Travis Pastrana on YouTube. It was really good. Grant Bensinger interviewed him. Really, really good. You should watch it. But this interview made me think of Conor McGregor. Among all the things Travis Pastrana does, you know, he does Nitro Circus and motocross. He's a TV personality. He's also a four-time rally car racing champion. Yeah, interesting, right? Travis Pastrana eats, sleeps, and breathes racing. He sees the dirt track really well, and he takes risks. He takes risks that help him take the lead and win races. In rally car racing, he's at the top of his game. He's a champion. He's up there with the best. He's, is, he has been the best at times. Then he went to NASCAR. And you would think, hmm, that's still racing. It's still in a car. He'd probably do well at NASCAR. Wrong. He couldn't beat Tony Stewart. A respectable racer, but not the best racer of all time. Floyd Mayweather is 49 and 0. Conor McGregor is taking off the UFC gloves so he can fight the best boxer of all time. That's not only like Michael Jordan quitting basketball for baseball. But then Michael Jordan is going up to bat against the best pitcher in MLB history. I strongly dislike Floyd Mayweather. I really, I really don't like him. Is anyone rooting for him? I just, I don't understand. I would love to see Conor McGregor trounce Floyd Mayweather. I really would, but I just don't see that happening. I will say this. As much as boxing is about science and technique, it's also about grit. If you and I went outside and punched each other for hours, do you know who would win? The one of us that would win would be the one who wants it more. 
I mean, you take a right hook in the right place and you're out. No matter how tough you are, if you t- get punched in the head the right way, you're going to get knocked out. But Conor McGregor might be hungrier than Floyd Mayweather. That is the only chance, the only chance Conor McGregor has of winning. If Mayweather comes out and doesn't want it that bad, then maybe Conor McGregor would get lucky. But I think Floyd Mayweather is going to wipe the floor with Conor McGregor. We'll talk about Kyrie Irving in a bit, but first, topic two is all about Blake Bortles and what we can learn from his mistakes. Blake Bortles is bad. Blake Bortles is really bad. It seems to me, actually, that every offseason, I read about how the Jacksonville Jaguars won the offseason. This is their year. They got a ton of new players. And then once the season starts, the Jaguars just can't seem to figure it out. That's because to win in the NFL, you must have a quarterback. Without a good quarterback, it's honestly pretty hopeless. Blake Bortles is the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, he's, the, he's soon to be the former quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's because Blake Bortles is really struggling. Last Thursday, he played awful, I mean awful, in his Week 2 preseason game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When I watched it, I felt just sort of embarrassed for him. It was, it was awful. It was painful to watch. Blake Bortles, his stats from Thursday night, though, they really don't tell the complete story. His stats do not tell the complete story. It's not like he threw five interceptions and had two fumbles. His stats were bad, yes. And he certainly did not perform like an NFL starting quarterback. But man, when I saw this guy trending on Twitter, I thought his stats got to be really horrible. And they weren't as bad as I expected. But then I went back and I watched the film. And when I saw the game, I saw a couple of things that the stats wouldn't tell you. First of all, I watched the guy get booed by his home crowd. That stinks. But I do not feel bad for Blake Bortles. Even if he was booed at home, that's how the league works. You are expected to perform. The NFL is a business. I heard all kinds of people this weekend who had sympathy for him. Why? Why? He's doing badly. What if he was a dentist? How about this? What if he was your dentist and he did his job poorly, so he messed up your teeth? Would you feel bad for the dentist when the patients got frustrated with him? Of course not. I would yell at that dentist. I'd be like, what the heck, dude? Why weren't you prepared? What were you doing? Of course not. In fact, if I was a comedian, if I was a comedian and I was getting booed while on stage, you wouldn't feel bad for me. You would tell me I need to get better at it as a comedian. So what the heck has Blake Bortles been doing this offseason? You would think, you really would think he's going into his fourth season as an NFL starting quarterback. You would think he would be getting better, not worse. Here's what's going on. I'm going to tell you what's going on. One of the reasons Blake Bortles is struggling is that he keeps screwing with his mechanics. He'll miss a throw, but then he'll try to fix his mechanics to make the throw better. So the next time he goes to make a throw, he ends up just overthinking everything. His brain's all screwed up. He's totally lost his confidence. I used to do this in baseball. I would be so worried about making sure the mechanics of my swing were correct that I would forget my actual job is to hit the dang ball. I said earlier that the stats do not tell the whole story. Well, here's what I mean. Here's what I saw when I watched the game. Here's what the stats will not tell you. Blake Bortles has no self-confidence. And at that point, it's over. Once you lose faith in yourself, you lost. It's the one thing. It's one thing for other people not to believe in you, right? Hell, I quit college once upon a time. I worked at a car wash for a year and a half. And instead of school, I made really dumb YouTube videos. Do you really think at that time a lot of people had confidence in me? Let me tell you, they did not. And you know what else? 
I don't hang out with those people anymore. To think about it, I, I don't. But I've been in situations like that. I've been in situations like what Blake Bortles is dealing with right now. Where there's just a huge cloud of doubt all around you. But I always believed in myself. The reason it was so painful to watch Blake Bortles on Thursday was because it is so clear that not only do the people around Blake Bortles not believe in him, but Blake Bortles doesn't even believe in Blake Bortles. The dude doesn't even believe in himself. His body language was awful. I wasn't stupid. When I made a video called, which is better, cake or pie? I wasn't, I I knew I wasn't making world-class material. But I knew that I would improve. And I have improved. Man, I've come a long ways, man. I worked on a movie this summer. I'm getting better. I always knew that I would get better. And I don't see that from Blake Bortles. Mentally, he is utterly defeated. Once you lose confidence in yourself, it's all over. It's hard enough to make other people believe in you. But if you don't believe in yourself, why would anyone follow you? At this point, it's going to take a miracle, or at least a complete resurgence of reconfidence, a complete resurgence of confidence to save Blake Bortles' career. This guy needs help. So next, we have to ask the obvious question, what is next for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Many people are saying Colin Kaepernick, so I'm going to shut that down right now. Colin Kaepernick is not going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is Colin Kaepernick an improvement compared to Blake Bortles? Maybe. Probably. But don't forget that Tom Coughlin is the VP of football operation for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Coughlin is the former coach of the New York Giants. He's the coach that won the Giants two Super Bowls over the New England Patriots. He's revered. He's highly respected in the league. But Tom Coughlin is also notorious for his stream his extreme attention to detail. If you're not early, you're late. He's kind of a stickler. That's because, and the reason for all of this, the reason for all his quirks and weirdness are his ties to the military. I do not think that there's a chance a military guy like Coughlin, a military guy such as Tom Coughlin, wants to take a chance on a guy like Colin Kaepernick. I do believe that Cap could actually help them. At this point, almost anything is better than Blake Bortles. So the bar is pretty low. But if the Jaguars felt that this was their year, like this team was the best Jaguars team they've had in years, and they were just a quarterback away, they might move on Colin Kaepernick. But I think the military ties will keep him out of Jacksonville. And I also do not believe the Jaguars believe that this is their year. The Jaguars have known Blake Bortles' struggles this whole time. The only difference between today and a month ago is that now the failures are are on public display. Everyone can see them. We're watching him fail miserably in the preseason. Before, he was just throwing five interceptions in practice. The Jaguars could have signed Colin Kaepernick a couple weeks ago. He did that. He threw five interceptions in practice, but they didn't. The Jaguars knew Blake Bortles was a mess, and the fact that they made no move at Colin Kaepernick tells me that the Jaguars have no interest in Cap. There's one story in sports I am completely done and completely over with, so I'm going to end it right now. I'm going to squash the bug. I am so sick and tired of hearing about Colin Kaepernick. I don't want to talk about him a ton. I just want to lay out my piece. I want to say my piece and get it over with. The one thing that really bothers me is people who are saying, it's just about the play. He's not good enough. It also really bothers me when people say, it's all about his political views. People talk as if it's black and white. It's one or the other. It's both. It's both issues. Why can't it be both? Colin Kaepernick is not a great quarterback anymore. 
And I'll be honest, I never liked him to begin with. I really didn't. But he's certainly not the same guy we saw with the 49ers. He was good back in the day. When he took the Niners to the Super Bowl, the guy could play. The dude had some football in him. He's not the same player he once was. He's also a distraction. I played with a kid in high school who was a pain in the butt. He had bad grades. He didn't want to work hard. He was always distracted. But he was really talented. See, that's how the sport works. The better you are, the more you can bring to the table. The more you can help your team win, the more people are willing to put up with off the field. I hate that. I absolutely hate that part of sports. Don't attack me, though. Don't kill the messenger. That's just the truth. A reality of sports. It's a business. If you can perform and make your team better, then you can get away with far more off the field. Colin Kaepernick just isn't that good. He isn't good enough for us to deal with the distraction that comes along with him. You say, it's outrageous. Quarterbacks far worse than Kaepernick are getting signed. Of course they are. They're backups. No one wants a distracting backup quarterback. I don't even want to know who your backup quarterback is. Go to Colin Kaepernick's Twitter right now. It's, it's, it's insane. It's ridiculous. Look at his Twitter. Still, after all the people have criticized this guy, he still hasn't put a single post about football. It's so easy to post on Twitter. How to great workout today. Hashtag training. Hashtag ready. But football doesn't seem very important to him right now. That's it. Everything I just said is what's happening with Colin Kaepernick. There's no conspiracy. I'm so tired of hearing about it. He's a mediocre to slightly above average quarterback. And he brings a lot of distraction with him. And it really is sad because I think the message he stands for is powerful. I think there's something to that. But to be a quarterback in the NFL, you have to show that you want to be a quarterback. I think he will get snaps eventually this season. Eventually, demand for a quarterback will be high enough. Eventually, a team like the Ravens or the Jaguars will be willing to put up with the drama that comes with Colin Kaepernick. But until a team needs a quarterback that badly, Colin Kaepernick is going to get sidelined. Next, we're going to move on to topic four, where I will finally get to Kyrie Irving and why he reminds me of my first car. After that, in topic five, I will explain why Jay Cutler will fail miserably in a Dolphins uniform. I'm going to take a short break, grab some water. This is Strong Opinion Sports, and I'll be right back. God, I'm excited. I think this topic may be the best topic I have all day. This topic, I I almost led with this topic, but because Blake Bortles and Conor McGregor are so relevant right now, uh, I wanted to wait on it. Let's move on to the biggest story of the NBA offseason. Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland. Kyrie Irving reminds me a lot of my first car. After my sophomore year, my family moved from an inner city school in Portland out into the Burbs, the rich kids town, where frankly, there were a lot of rich kids. Yeah, my first car was a black 1995 Volkswagen Jetta. It was parked in a family friend's yard. He said, if you can clean it and fix it, you can keep it. It was very nice of him. I'm so glad he did not simply scrap it. And that is how I got my first car. Once I made it work and got it running, my friends nicknamed it the Inferno. (laughs) That's because it had no air conditioning. The windows also did not roll down. It was awful. Another fun fact is that the doors only unlocked from the inside. That meant that you couldn't lock the doors when you left it in a parking lot. So you couldn't leave anything in your car ever. I mean, you shouldn't anyways, but you really couldn't with this car. Not to mention the truck was, the trunk was stuck down, but not just stuck down. The trunk was welded shut. 
That's because the previous owner wanted to discourage police from be able, being able to search his trunk for drugs. <laughs> By the way, welded shut means that there was no fixing it. The trunk simply was never going to open again. Adding to all of this, my exhaust was cut off before the muffler, so my car was extremely and obnoxiously loud. My first car was a certifiable piece of crap. So I didn't feel any sympathy when a friend of mine complained that his brand new Ford Fusion was not the car that he wanted. I felt like he had a great situation and he shouldn't complain. Dude, what are you complaining? You have a brand new car. Now let's go back to Kyrie Irving. He plays with the best player in the world. I think the greatest ever, but that's still up for debate. LeBron's career isn't over. <laughs> uh, the Cavs are pretty much guaranteed to make it to the NBA Finals next year. Yet Kyrie Irving doesn't want that? Kyrie Irving is like the kid complaining to his parents. He's upset they got him a brand new car, a brand new Ford Fusion instead of a brand new Ford Focus. It's not the car I want. Son, you got a new car. Do you know who Damian Lillard is? He is the point guard for the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard would probably give his right arm to compete for a championship. Kyrie Irving simply doesn't appreciate his situation. And he should. It would be one thing if LeBron wasn't there and the Cavs Cavs were getting creamed or smoked every game. Mobility isn't a bad thing. I'm all for it. I left my high school to go to a better high school. I'm totally for it. Leave. Go find the life you want. But what else does he want? He's been to the finals three years in a row. His image in the media is completely positive. With LeBron there, we completely forgot that when Kyrie Irving was the only star on the Cavaliers, he was completely unable to win. Maybe he can't, man, he can't even win with, when LeBron sits on the bench, when LeBron sits on the bench, like last year, Kyrie Irving can't win games. What, is, what else does he want? He gets more shots per game than LeBron James, his teammate, who's also the best player in the world. What more does he want? What, he wants to leave, lead a team by himself? We, we've already said he's not viable as the lone star on a team. We've already seen Kyrie Irving by himself. It doesn't work. My friend's car had air conditioning. My friend was able to use his trunk. He could even lock his car. Oh, my goodness. Kyrie Irving is completely ungrateful for the great situation he has in Cleveland. Kyrie Irving is a kid who was born into a rich family and is complaining because he doesn't like his brand new 2017 Ford Fusion. Jay Cutler is a starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. He just agreed to a one-year deal worth $10 million. After the former Miami Dolphins starting quarterback Ryan Tannehill broke his leg and was ruled out for the season, they signed Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler has a history of being unlikable. He's not considered, he's also not considered one of the top five best quarterbacks in the NFL. But he is considered a starter. He's in that like second tier group of guys. If Jay Cutler was a movie, he wouldn't be your first choice at Redbox. But if Redbox didn't have the movie you wanted, you'd turn to Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler has also been the butt of many jokes. A lot of people hate him, and I totally get why. He has terrible body language on the sidelines. He's really monotone. He's not a huge, likable personality. And he's played on terrible teams. Jay Cutler has lost a lot of games. Trent Dilfer is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He played on the 2001 Ravens team, the team that had that amazing defense. In, in fact, Trent Dilfer is probably the worst quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl. He, he'd even tell you that. 
Well, Trent Dilfer once explained to me why Jay Cutler is going to fail miserably when he plays for the Miami Dolphins this season. I don't think Trent Dilfer realized what he was explaining to me was why Jay Cutler will fail, but that's what he did. The summer before my senior year of high school, I spent quite a bit of time around Trent Dilfer. First, my dad and I packed up our family's minivan, and we drove 13 hours from my home in Portland, Oregon, all the way down to San Francisco, where I competed in the Elite's 11. Dilfer was a top dog down there at the Elite 11 camp. I got to talk to him a bit. It was really cool. Later that same summer, our paths crossed again when he coached me at a camp in Eugene, Oregon. This time, he was even more hands-on with me. It was amazing. I got to work closely with the Super Bowl winning quarterback. He was calling my name. He was high-fiving me. I was throwing what he called dimes. That's a perfect pass. He calls a perfect pass a dime. He was, he was saying I did that. It was absolutely the best at the time of my life. But when I was hanging out with Trent Dilver, he said something that stuck with me. Something that I will never forget. Trent Dilfer said, do you love football or do you love what football brings you? I'll repeat it because it's important life stuff. You got to hear this. It doesn't just apply to football. Do you love football or do you love what football brings you? In other words, do you love what you do or do you love the benefits of what your job provides you? I want to be a broadcaster, but not for the money or the fame. I just love making content. It's my favorite thing in the world. Like this right now, this is my happy place. I like Jay Cutler far more than most people do. For years, I actually defended both Jay Cutler and Tony Romo. My friends who were Bears fans hated Cutler. I defended him. I said, hey, he's not that bad. And my friends who were Cowboys fans were always mad at Tony Romo. It was was ridiculous. And I would say, look, Tony Romo is the only reason you guys are even playing in close games. I'm rooting for Cutler this season. And his numbers aren't that terrible. But, But do note, not terrible is not the same as great. Jay Cutler is not the leader I would want as my starting quarterback. I hate, I absolutely hate the body language he displays on the sidelines of NFL games. You ever see those memes? <laughs> he he kind of looks like Grumpy Cat. But, but Jay Cutler doesn't suck. The, and in fact, the truth is, he's actually an extremely talented quarterback. Bad leader, skilled quarterback. I wouldn't want a bad leader at quarterback. For me, one of the most important things about being a good quarterback is being a good leader. Jay Cutler, bad leader, skilled quarterback. Spectacular arm. Good at reading defenses. His numbers aren't terrible. But Jay Cutler doesn't love football. I will say this. For all the media criticism, many of Aaron Rodgers' former teammates have trashed Aaron Rodgers. And you don't hear much from the guys who play with Jay Cutler. In fact, it seems like they always have nice things to say about Jay Cutler. The problem with Jay Cutler is that he just doesn't love football. Similar to Conor McGregor, actually, Jay Cutler sold out. Jay Cutler just signed a one-year deal worth $10 million. For what? To keep the, Ravens, to keep the Dolphins interesting? For revenue? Jay Cutler's not going to compete for a Super Bowl. This isn't some kind of redemption run for him. He has to play Tom Brady and the Patriots twice a year. He might not even make the playoffs with the Dolphins. This is basically the same situation he was while he was in Chicago. He might as well just play for the Bears all over again. This time around, he just has nicer weather. I'm not saying that if someone offered me $10 million, I wouldn't go play quarterback in Miami. I would take $10 million tomorrow to play quarterback in Miami. Hey, Adam Gase, hit me up, actually. I will totally do that. But Jay Cutler isn't going to elevate the Dolphins. I hope that I'm wrong. Man, I hope that I'm wrong. I could finally tell my friends, see, 
Jay Cutler doesn't suck. I've been saying this for years. But Jake, maybe, maybe I'll be like, oh, look, see what I've done. Jay Cutler, I've been saying this for years. Finally, Jay Cutler is showing me something. But sadly, he will suck for the Dolphins. Because Jay Cutler doesn't love football. He loves what football brings him. $10 million, Jay. Similar to Jay Cutler playing football, I used to play baseball. But not because I loved baseball. I loved what baseball brought to me. I was an average to slightly above average pitcher. Probably more average. Uh, and yikes, I could, not, <laughs> I could not hit a baseball to save my life. When freshman baseball came around in high school, I stopped playing baseball. I quit baseball. I didn't love baseball. I loved when people told me I was a good pitcher. It felt good. I loved the affirmation. And I recognized that. I didn't want to do baseball training. I didn't want to do the work of getting better at baseball. I didn't love the sport. Jay Cutler signed with the Dolphins because he loves $10 million. And I can't blame him. But he didn't sign because he loves football. Remember what Chent Dilfer told me? Do you love football or do you love what football brings you? $10 million, Jay. And I can't blame you. Jay Cutler isn't going to grind. He'll do some work, yes, but he's not going to get down and dirty. He won't work his butt off the way Tom Brady does. Have you ever watched a guy play football? The dude looks miserable. He looks like Grumpy Cat. Jay Cutler doesn't love football, so he's not going to do the work it takes to succeed. I do want to point out, though, that from the Dolphins' perspective, this is a really smart move. The Dolphins had to do this. They had to do something. When your star quarterback gets injured, your season is usually over. So adding Cutler at least can give the Dolphins, the Dolphins some hope, right? Gosh, it's, it's so much better to go down swinging. Don't, get, don't give up in life. At least, at least they're trying, right? The Dolphins were a playoff team last year. And, you know, getting Jay Cutler, a competent quarterback, and adding him to a roster that, again, made the playoffs last year, that's a good decision if you're the Dolphins' general manager. And, and man, I do hope I'm wrong. I really would love to see Jay Cutler do well. I want to see him succeed. I just don't believe in him. Next, let's talk about a quarterback I do believe in. Topic six is about Tom Brady. And after that, we'll move into Ezekiel Elliott for topic seven. That'll end the show. I'm going to grab a breather real quick, and we, when we return, we'll talk about Tom Brady's final season. So guys, is this Tom Brady's last year in the NFL? I love my dad very much. The, right before I left for college the other night, my dad and I, over coffee and pie, asked me this. My dad asked me, is this Tom Brady's last year in the NFL? We had a great debate. Man, it was fun. It became very clear, though, that the question was not, Will this be Tom Brady's last year in the NFL? But will this be Tom Brady's last year with the Patriots? Tom Brady doesn't eat strawberries. The guy eats special pajamas. He doesn't even drink beer. Tom Brady plans on playing for two or three more years. This is not Brady's last year in the NFL. The guy loves it. He loves the process until he's carted off the field and can't walk. He will play this game. So let's say Brady gets hurt and Garoppolo plays really well. Then the Patriots will move on from Brady, right? That makes sense. Garoppolo will take over. He'll lead the Pats to more Super Bowls until Belichick retires. And then it'll be over. The team you all hate. The Patriots' reign over the NFL will end once Belichick retires. Now now me, I I love the Patriots. I I hope they just keep winning and winning forever. Uh, But you could throw a football forever. Troy Aikman... The Fox broadcaster can still throw. I I quit football two years ago. I can still throw a football actually better than I could in college. The question is, can you take the hits? I don't want to go back to college football and get hit again. 
Are you willing to keep taking the hits? I think Tom Brady's up for the challenge. You know, my dad and I are really close. He, my dad knows me really well. Tom Brady's dad once said, I do not think Tom Brady will retire a Patriot. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Belichick doesn't fall in love with his players. In fact, Bill Belichick moves away from them before it's too late. Joe Montana, legendary quarterback. In fact, before Brady, Joe Montana was considered the best quarterback of all time. Joe Montana didn't finish his career with the 49ers. The team he won four Super Bowls with. He finished his career with the Kansas City Chiefs. He went on and played there and ended his career in Kansas City. I think Brady will eventually follow a similar path. This year, this season, the Patriots are my Super Bowl favorite. I think they reloaded. I think they're going to do it again. I think they could honestly win the Super Bowl again. It's, it's insane. And I think Brady plays probably two more seasons with the Patriots. He's playing better than he ever has before. And the guys are playing for longer. Times have changed. LeBron James just had a career season in year 14. You know, when Michael Jordan played, he was almost useless in his 14th season. Times are changing and so are athletes. I don't see Tom Brady slowing down anytime soon. And I think he has about two more years with the Patriots and then maybe a couple more years with another team that needs him that doesn't have a quarterback. Ezekiel Elliott, let's talk about him. This final story of the day is not one that I'm particularly excited to talk about. It's an unfortunate situation, and I want to say that domestic violence is not a light topic. I think what has gotten lost in all the Ezekiel Elliott suspension talk is the woman. I've read a ton of articles all about, you know, what does this do to the Cowboys season? Will they lose their first six games? All kinds of headlines similar to that. But we can't forget about the domestic violence claims. This story is about more than football. My initial reaction to all of this was, if any of this was true, Ezekiel Elliott beat a woman. That's disappointing. That's more than disappointing. That's, that's, that's terrible. That's, that's really terrible. And I, I feel like that's getting lost in all of this being discussed. In July 2016, Ezekiel Elliott was being accused of domestic violence. Since then, there was an ongoing investigation about that night by the NFL. The NFL has been looking into this thing in July 2016 for about a year now. So then when a year later, after the domestic violence accusations, in July 2017, so almost exactly a year later, Ezekiel Elliott was present at a bar fight where a man was punched in the face. After that, the NFL was like, oh, we got to step up. And they made a move on their ongoing investigation, the one they've been doing for the last year. I remember my state of mind when the news of the bar fight came out because I recorded myself talking into my phone. At the time, we didn't know the details, but what we did know was that when Ezekiel Elliott's people were asked, hey, what happened in the bar? Ezekiel Elliott's people did not say he was innocent. They didn't deny that he punched someone in the face. What they said was, there's an investigation and Ezekiel Elliott wasn't arrested. (laughs) If he was innocent, why didn't they just say he didn't do it? So what that tells me is, okay, he probably punched someone in the face. And I'll be honest, that honestly doesn't bother me that much. Uh, Normally, I don't care what NFL players do off the field. He's not a dentist or an airline pilot. He's a guy who works in a very physical job where his job is to hit people and get hit by people. Ezekiel Elliott is supposed to run people over for a living. It's a very physical job. So I have different expectations for Ezekiel Elliott, an NFL running back, than it would for my dentist or an airline pilot. But the day this all came out, I was just really disappointed. 
Because I've heard people say that Ezekiel Elliott could be the best running back ever to play this game. His talent is off the charts. Again, he has different expectations. But I want him to be a professional. I want Ezekiel Elliott to be a professional on and off the field. I have different expectations for my dentist than I do from an NFL player, right? But I also have different expectations for elite, transformative NFL players. I expect more from pro bowlers than a run-of-the-mill, regular NFL backup. My friend, my friend Sean has an NFL jersey. Guess whose jersey he has? He has an Ezekiel Elliott jersey. I know a couple people like that. This guy is super popular. And I want a different level of professionalism than what he showed. He should not be in situations where fights happen. You, you know, walk away. I wasn't outraged. I wasn't, ups- I wasn't like, oh, you know, I was just upset. I was disappointed. It's not Ezekiel Elliott's job to be a role model. Not at all. His job is to play football. But when you're that gifted, when you have that many eyeballs on you, especially young children, you're held to a higher standard. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's the truth. A superstar in the NFL has different rules than a run-of-the-mill player that no one cares about. Because when you're a superstar player, every single move you do can make headlines. Ezekiel Elliott was suspended for six games, and I think six games is completely within the NFL's rights. They're not, they're not a federal court. They can create their own rules. They can do what they want. Before last season, there were unproven reports of domestic violence, and those investigations were never ceased. So unofficially, he's being punished for both incidents, the one in 2016 and in 2017. The question is, why is Ezekiel Elliott in a situation like that? You know, if my mom gets into six car accidents, and even if none of them are, are her fault, if none of the accidents of the six she gets into are her fault, I'm still not going to let her drive my car. And if he isn't guilty, he shouldn't be there. And if a guy keeps being in bad situations where horrible things or bad things are happening, even if they're not directly his fault, he still probably has an issue, right? Like my mom, who, why, like, mom, why have you been in six accidents this year? Mom, like, what are you doing? (laughs) The NFL is setting a precedent. They do not tolerate domestic violence violence and good for them they're the nfl they can pretty much do whatever they want you know i think the nfl was really embarrassed by the ray rice situation you know that video came out and they only suspended him for two games the nfl does not want bad pr like that again so if you're an nfl athlete it's not complicated do not hit your girlfriend (laughs) like i don't think that's too much to ask the nfl makes the rules follow them Again, you know he was an in, 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 he, Ezekiel Elliott was involved in an incident last year. And so when this next one occurred, the NFL was like, we're going to drop the hammer. We let him off the hook once, and he didn't learn his lesson last time. Ezekiel Elliott needs to put himself in smart situations. And I'll say this, nothing will shape you up more than being healthy and, and, and capable of playing and watching your team play a football game without being able to set foot on the field. In my experience, I learned lessons a lot faster when I'm punished for my mistakes. You know, you speed once and you aren't caught, you'll do it again. But when you get that $160 speeding ticket, you'll think twice before you speed again. By the way, the only ticket I've ever gotten was expired tabs. I've never gotten a speeding ticket. (laughs) Isn't that just the lamest ticket ever too? Expired tabs? Are you kidding me? Hopefully next time Ezekiel Elliott is smarter. Because we all realize if he just kept his head down, if he just stayed out of that bar fight, there wouldn't have been consequences. 
for something that happened over a year ago, a little over a year ago. I think the Cowboys are going to lose a game or two, and that will teach Ezekiel Elliott his lesson really quickly. I'm Zach Schaumler. This has been Strong Opinion Sports. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this on Facebook, on Twitter, on everything. I had so much fun preparing this show. This is my favorite thing in the entire world, telling stories and talking about sports. I love broadcasting. So thank you so much for listening. You may not agree with everything I say. In fact, that would be kind of weird, but I certainly believe and hope that this was an interesting show. So tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. Go like the page on Facebook and have a great day, everybody.